0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 1,152.
1: And so the one thing I always tell people is if you want to start to systemize your business and have better marketing and better results from your marketing, it all starts with bigger deals. Here's why. Because if it costs you 2,500 bucks to get a deal and you only make 10K, you just spent 25% of your revenue on that deal.
0: Hey, guys, Darren Bentley here, and welcome to today's episode. Now, yesterday's episode with Todd Toback and Zach, who used to work in lawn care and escaped that rat race to become a successful wholesaler, that episode was fire, right? The guy went from working in lawn care to generating over $300,000 in wholesale deals. Just incredible. Now, after that podcast, immediately after that podcast, Zach asked Todd about scaling and growing his business with an ultimate goal of building a seven-figure business, and Todd went into full coaching mode, and what he shared here was absolute gold on how to go from six figures to seven figures in your wholesaling business. So they just jump right into it, kind of an impromptu recording here that you're going to get to listen in on, almost like being a fly on the wall. Just incredible stuff here. Enjoy
3: just love to pick your brain. So let me ask you this. So I'm roughly averaging a little over 10 to 11 grand per deal, you know, which I don't feel is bad in my market. My, my market's not nearly as, as high ticket as, you know, where you guys are at, you know, I've had, I also take a lot of small deals through the year. I don't care to take a $3,000 deal. Uh, my highest was 44 K this year. So that was a really good one. You know, if you were me, I'm, I'm cold calling, you know, I'm texting. I'm getting all my systems together, you know, so that's something that, you know, I'm really excited about. I've started ranking. I'm on page one of Google for sell my house fast Dayton." I'm really starting to get some leads there. So I'm really trying to build the business out where it's not just always me generating. If you were me, what, what do you think the next avenue that you would end up going to as far as marketing wise?
1: Well, first, what's the average price point of where you're doing business?
3: <sighs> Meaning you mean as far as the price point of the house?
1: Correct. If it's all fixed up.
3: Uh, if it's all fixed up, one fifty to one seventy-five. I mean, a lot of houses I'll sell for you know ARV is going to be in that. Let's just give you a real range: one thirty-five to one seventy-five is kind of that sweet spot for me.
1: Okay, and where do you sell? And where do you t- typically sell those houses at? To Um. Uh,
3: uh, so it just kind of depends. It, I guess it always depends on the deal and where it's at, because you know we're kind of really. Benneke. there's you know certain buyers only have buy and hold and certain buyers have sure but wait, what's um, like know, the price point
1: but legit, like let's just say a house that has like a if all fixed up it's going to sell for 175 right or 150 right and let's say it needs a good amount of work what are you typically going to sell that house for
3: um
1: 85 grand okay so here's what i tell people because a lot of people say oh todd you're in a high ticket market Well, first of all, I've done business in Oklahoma City. I've done business in Tulsa. uh, I've done business in Florida and California. And I've done business in some of the, you know, armpits of California. So the first thing that I hear from people who are doing 10 K deals is, well, I'm in a lower end market. And so my first recommendation to you, Zach, is do bigger deals, right? Do bigger deals. So that house that you typically sell for 85, you know, with the 10 K spread, your average is 75. Well, for me, I'm going to say, hey, why don't you lock up that house for 30? And many people are like, oh, the seller would never go for that. You know, that's only going to work in a higher end market. And it's so funny because sometimes I'll talk to people in the higher end market. They're like, oh, well, when you're dealing with a higher end market, you know, that's like a $300,000 spread that you have to get, right? And they think the spread has to be bigger. (laughs) And so the one thing I always tell people is if you want to start to systemize your business, and have better marketing and better results from your marketing, it all starts with bigger deals. Here's why. Because if it costs you 2,500 bucks to get a deal and you only make 10K, you just spent 25% of your revenue on that deal, right? Versus now, if you spent 2,500 and now you made 30, well, that's less than 10%. So now you've got another, what, four or $5,000 that you could put in to the right marketing. I've noticed a pattern that people who typically do $10,000 deals typically do $10,000 deals. (laughs) And that it's a number where they meet with a seller face-to-face, Zach, right? And they are negotiating for that $10,000 versus that 30 or 40. I don't disagree
3: with you at all. It's already, it's preconceived into my brain at some point. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously I'm not afraid to, You know, now I will say this, I mean, I'm looking at my, my sheet right here, you know, it goes from five to 69 to 53 to 11 to eight to 24 to three to five to 12 to four to three. Part of me is not afraid to take the small deals because the way I look at it is if I can generate $2,500 or three grand for myself, it pays for part of my marketing. It pays for, you know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. And then if I can grab another one, I know that small mentality thinking though. I should really be looking at, hey, what's, what can I max this property out for? So really, it's, it is my own ceiling, in a sense, that I should be really, you know, probably maybe walking away from some of those.
1: Yeah, whenever I coach, I say, hey, you know, I had one coach uh, say this to me, is like, hey, you want to take the good and shield the bad, right? So if I give you good advice, take it, right? And if you don't like it, right, you could throw it away. But I can tell you this, is that one thing that entrepreneurs tend to forget is the time value of uh, of money right and so if you are meeting with a seller or you know doing the deal and you're at least preparing that contract or delegating to prep prep that contract and i find that the smallest deals take the most of my time
3: oh absolutely
1: right and so let's say you've got five deals and they're at 4k a piece or 5k a piece i mean they're 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 killers they're emotional drain killers and so your power As an entrepreneur is to take things from a lower level of of utilization to a high level of utilization, right? Mm. And we do that by seeing opportunities and you see opportunities by having less brain clutter, right? So my advice would be to ditch the small deals. Number one, right? And your life will change. Number two, on the deals that you think that you're going to ditch, this is the crazy thing, right? Watch this is that let's say that you think that you're going to get rid of six deals right? And they're at an average of 5K a piece. That's 30 grand. You're like, oh, but I'm walking away from 30 grand. No, because as you try to throw away those $6,000, the walk away power here, Zach, right? Is that one or two of those deals, right? Will now say, okay, I'll take a lower price because you were willing to walk away, right? So now you make 40 (laughs) on two deals instead of 30, on, you know, five or six. And I, you know, I noticed just inside the company that my team just gets trashed when we're dealing with smaller deals. So that's my first piece of advice. My sure. second piece of advice is let's dig into the marketing. Is uh, I'd, I'd see what my number one marketing channel is, right? I would check that out. So I would see what my number one marketing channel is and I would make sure that's optimized, right? So if I was doing direct mail, I would make sure that I had a schedule going on every single week, Zach. Right. Or if I was doing texting, making sure that that was fully automated, optimized and out of my hands. And I wouldn't touch anything else until that was done. Right. So, for example, give me an example of your best, what you believe to be your first and best marketing channel.
3: So I do a lot of Facebook group posting, Mm -hmm. you know, like your local buy, sell, trade groups. And, you know, I just I post on there three times a week. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised. My biggest deal was that $44,000 deal this year came from that.
1: Right. So I'm going to tell you that absolutely works, right? And I do that. So my best guess though, and I could be wrong, by the way, is that you kind of do it at random.
3: So I, it's funny because, because I look at that as like, oh, it's not really consistent. Okay. I've been very, I've not been as consistent as of late, but I've done, I mean, close to almost a hundred grand through Facebook marketing this
1: year. Right. So let me stop Um, you. So I know sometimes we don't think it's real marketing, right? Sometimes we think of it as as luck, right? But ironically, that hundred thousand is probably some of the most profitable activity you've done all year. Right. Absolutely. And so you've mentioned, okay, well, I haven't done as much as of late, (laughs) right? So if I were in your position ready for this, and I know this is crazy. But I would say, you know what, I have this thing over here that put 100K pretty much net in my pocket. How do I make sure that I never miss a day? So what I would do is I would take, and this is all it takes, it probably takes you three hours to write a year's worth of Facebook posts. Am I pretty close on that?
3: Well, so no. So it's not, it's not the Facebook posting like you think. So I have to go into manually every single group, you know, of a buy, sell, trade, you know, Dayton, Ohio. And there's everything from cars to tennis shoes to fake AirPods to whatever. You know, this is basically a virtual garage sale of Facebook. And I have to manually post on each one. And, you know, I have to put my picture or whatever I'm doing in my copy. And then, you know, I have to post it. Some groups will deny you because you're not actually selling anything. Some groups don't care because they consider it advertising. Yeah, Um, but but whatever that is,
1: whatever that system is, Zach, right, somebody else can do.
3: Yeah. So I'm going to, that's give- what I'm, that's actually was on my punch list this week was yeah. to get someone to systemize it where I'm doing it three times a week. Um, I'm probably going to have my uh, assistant Lorena do it and where she can just go in and post, post and post and post on all my groups under my Facebook. And then, you know, I'll just filter anybody who messages me and do it that way. Right. Um, and that's, that was my goal. So now that's out of my hair. I don't have to worry about
1: yeah. it. Yeah. So the first thing is like people are sometimes not doing their best marketing. So that is awesome. The second thing, though, that I would do in this market is I would pick the one marketing channel besides that that would work, right? So for me, I happen to love a website that we've done before called NovationLeads.com, NovationLeads.com. <laughs> so you could check out there, but basically they're online leads that we could purchase. We're partnered with a company called Sell. I uh, Need to Sell My House Fast, right? But if you go there, they will actually send you warm, hot, smoking leads, and it's some of the, the, the best leads. That we've done last year and this year, so I would check that out. But I wouldn't do that until I nailed and automated that first part. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. So the, let me ask you this: the innovation leads, which which I absolutely I know I can do that. That's not a problem. Even if I had to do it, you know, it takes me. Let's say it took me an hour and a half a day of my time. It's still a great prospecting. It's it's worth. You know, it's income generating. It's worth my time if I have to do it. Novationleads.com. Is it like a subscription? Do you pay per lead? Is it, is it only for novations? Cause I don't know what a novation is. I don't know how to do that. I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, no. So in terms of novation there, basically you'll get motivated seller leads coming from there period. So it's people gotcha. searching online, they do their own marketing and you actually bid on the leads, right? So for us, we bid, you know, between a hundred and $200 per lead right online. And it depends on your market, but I would assume a market like yours is going to be lower competition, right? But you're probably going to do about a hundred to $125 a lady could be up to 200, but if you're not comfortable, then don't bid that don't bid, you know, that high. Right. But you have to decide. But for me, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm making 25 grand, I can pay Remember what I was, I was doing the numbers, right? 10 to 15% yeah. of what I expect to make. So I, if I'm going to close one out of every 10, right? I, you know, my team, I really push them to, to close one out of every six, one out of every seven. But you should be able to close one out of 10. Look, you're paying $2,000 for a deal that you're making $25,000. i will do that every single day of the week. Yeah, that's just printing money. That's just printing yep. money. So the question is, how many times can you put in a dollar and get six back? That's how I look at it. Yep right? And if Absolutely. I can put in a yeah. dollar and get six back, how many times do you want to do that deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, the problem is most people find a machine that does this and they're like, oh, I'm just going to go to it when I feel like it, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just going to go to the machine. No, first of all, keep going to that machine, take care of the machine, grease the parts, right? Make sure it's <laughs> not sitting in the sun, take, you know, yeah. take care of it, right? Absolutely. And then find another machine and, and do the same exact thing. And then as soon as you feel like you're not taking care of your money machines, go back and, and, and tend to them. So I will keep you on those two, Zach.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm always looking, you know, for other opportunities. You know, we do a lot of cold calling. We do a lot of texting. Texting's starting to die off, even though it's still profitable. It's just, it's harder with the 10 DLC junk and all that good stuff. So it's, you just got to do a lot more volume to find the next deal, but we're still working those avenues. I was in Brit Daniels TTP program. I love cold calling. I'm very, very good at that. That's that's what I came from as we cold called everything. So yeah. I'm used to that, you know, sitting on the phone and and just beating somebody up until they say yes. So man, I, I can't tell you, thank you enough for for having me on, and thanks to your staff. And um like I said, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to the journey, and you know hopefully that uh, you know can keep going forward.